You stopped recording, right? Yeah. I'm recording. Ah. Uh, I'll take no. <laughs> no, fuck no. <laughs> fuck no. Fuck no. Get us uh, canceled before. I thought I thought you said it. it's the new po- the new uh, podcast idea. That's right. That was the new. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Summer 16 Podcast, a podcast between two friends who met well in the summer of 2016. My name is Tunde, or Taught underscore seven, and I'm here with my dog, John Bowie, or John Bowie on <laughs> Instagram. Uh, every Wednesday, we'll have new episodes where we somehow figure out how to combine our different views, our experiences, and our beliefs to talk about anything, and as always, we leave having learned something new. On on today's episode, we're going to talk about our Labor Day plans that we had this past weekend. Uh, me in a, in a new house, uh, training for uh, our upcoming half marathon. We're going to talk about the updates to the NBA um, playoffs, and John might be going dark. Uh, also going to give a little shout out to some some great people who have uh, recently passed on. Uh, going to take some time to talk about that, and we do we have a listener, uh, a reader, or yeah, a reader email. Uh, watched the video just now, and it kind of perplexed me. We're going to give our thoughts on on the, on the video. Thanks. Yes, we and, will. Yes, uh, we have a waxing hypothetical, and it's always going to leave you with our um, AVM recommendations of the week. So, uh, with that said, what's up with you, dog? Oh, all right, man. Labor Day weekend is basically over, huh? Yeah. Um, you know, I have to be honest, it was a very uh, slow-motion weekend for me, man. I, I didn't do much of nothing. Um, I think, let's see if I can give three highlights three highlights from my labor day weekend it's been hot as fuck it's one um so yeah i've been just trying to survive two uh i finished that book that you recommended uh, a few weeks ago i think it was episode 22 oh yeah you recommended the gathering of old men yep so i finished that book the audio book this weekend that's what's up um and then the num the last one would be uh me and Pablo went to our first puppy class. Oh, how was that? Man, it was it was an experience, bro. Um, you can hear him on the squeaky toys in the background, listeners. That's what uh, that's what's going on. Me and Pablo are just trying to make it in this heat, but uh, the puppy class it actually went pretty well. I, I don't know what my expectation was. Like I thought they would be like, oh, these are tips that, so your dog doesn't like bite the shit out of your hand all the time, or. You know, these are some things that you should be, like, focusing on training them and stuff. Honestly, it just felt like an expensive puppy playtime, bro. Yeah. Yeah. And, that's, that's how it is. That's how it starts out. And I guess that's good. You know, and, and again, like, I didn't know my expectations. But, you know, if your dog takes, like, the personality of the owner, like, Pablo moved kind of how I would have moved in this situation. So we get there. And at this point, he's, like, 14 weeks old. And about 20 pounds, right? 
when we get there, I kid you not, it was dogs two, three times his size that were puppies. Yeah. Uh, they would have been like four months old, but they were like two, three times his size. Uh, and then there was one other dog that was like a, like a mini chihuahua. Like it was like eight pounds or some shit. Yeah. So Pablo's in the middle of the pack, but the other dogs are fucking psychos. They're psychopaths. <laughs> so me and Pablo walk up in there and we just like post it up on a wall and we just like scoping the scene out. Even so much so that Pablo is just sitting next to me and he's just like watching the dogs like, what the fuck is this shit? They're barking, going crazy, tackling each other, biting each other. And so um, Pablo, like they would come and like bother Pablo. And, you know, honestly, this is our first time doing a big setting like this. So he was a little kind of timid at first, you know, like the dogs would be chasing him and he's kind of like running away. And she's like, man, what the fuck is this? But I think it was just because he's trying to get acclimated and see who all the characters were. Mm -hmm. Because... Cause I already know, like Buddy, Buddy knows how to like speak up and say, "Hey, back the fuck up." But you know, he's just trying to see what the the whole vibe was like. So you know, he did that for a while, uh, and the best part about it was the rest of the day. Like my man's was knocked, G. Like, like he would get up for a little bit of time, but like he's exhausted the rest of the day. Um, yeah. So I was like, "Hey, puppy playtime is the wave <laughs> if you gonna sleep, man, bro." Hell yeah, that's why I like I love taking Guinness to. To anything that has to do with him running around with other dogs. Hell yeah. How was Guinness when like y'all were taking him like to first get socialized and stuff? Because oh, y'all man. did like puppy playtimes and stuff too, yeah. right? His first couple of times he was like the first time I took him to the puppy play group, he was he was I had to like literally pick him up and, and walk him into the door. No way, really? Yeah, that's how that's how shy he was. Oh wow. And so now you like you you've seen pictures of how Guinness interacts with other oh, dogs. Oh yeah, Guinness is yeah. that dude now. Yeah, like he's all over the place. Yeah, sometimes he's got his confidence. Yeah, yeah, sometimes a little too much, but. Oh right, because weren't you just mad at him a week ago? <laughs> yeah, man. Like, because he likes he likes being chased, and if if a dog starts chasing him, and then the dog is done playing, he'll just sit there and just bark at the dog, like chase me, chase me, chase me. Play with me, play with me, play with me. Yeah, and that's a no, no. You can't do that. Right, because it scares the other dogs and stuff too, right? Yeah, especially the dog is smaller. Mm-hmm. But, Pablo ain't going. When when Pablo and Guinness hang out, like listen, <laughs> Pablo's gonna be like, "Hey, fam, you can move around with all that barking shit, G." Right, Pablo? Yeah, he just looked at me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what's up, dog. That's what's but up. how how long did it take for him to get out of that? How long did it take? You know, like... uh, for him to be like fully confident, maybe yeah. two. Three weeks, maybe. Y'all went like every week in a row, kind of thing. Yeah, twice a week. Y'all went twice a week. Yeah, because one day, one day was literally just puppy play group. That's it. Uh huh. And then the other time, the other time was obedience class. So the way they had it set up for the one I was at is they do the puppy play groups, and basically they're just trying to like judge, like which dogs kind of have that confidence enough to begin like the obedience training. Yeah. Um, and then you can start like the obedience courts, which is like a five or six week thing. Okay. So so for the first couple of weeks, you know, you're just only going um, just for the play group. But it's a you know, it's a, you buy an individual class. So uh-huh. I was like, man, if this is just like for socializing Pablo, like there's other things that I can be doing kind of now to socialize them that aren't like, you know, thirty five, forty dollars a pop. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it's an investment, right? Like, if it's gonna help him be better, yeah, and, then and it's those, worth it. And those classes, 
teaching them how to like the proper way to play. Yeah, uh, it's good to do it in those kind of classes because it's more of a controlled environment versus taking sure. them to a park. You don't know like yeah the temperament of other dogs. Yeah, that's true. There. And you don't have like multiple people watching. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's real. I guess like I was gonna go every other week. Honestly, that's what I was gonna start doing. Um, uh-huh. But you know, I guess you know. It's the little homie, man. Like, yeah, I, I know it's, it can be expensive, but trust me, it's it's in a in a long run, it's worth the investment. Yeah, that's what it is, right? Like, it's an investment, and that's kind of how you think Cause about it. You don't want a dog that's that's skittish. Like, yeah, and has has bad behavior. But also, you know, I, I have to also catch myself too, because he's so young, bro. Like, three months, fourteen weeks, you know, a little bit over like three and a half months. I guess he just he's such a baby. Like he still gets afraid when other dogs are barking on the street and stuff. Like, yeah, I want to just pick him up and be like, "No, Pablo, it's okay, buddy. You're strong." But I can't do that shit. I gotta be like, "Nah, fam, I ain't gonna bail you out, bro." <laughs> stop being a bitch. I got your back. <laughs> I got your back, but I, you know, stop crying. What you crying for? Don't bark at me. Mm-mm. Sit. Good boy. How was your How was your Labor Day, man? You had you had y'all had a grand old time, huh? Man, I'm fucking exhausted. Like, I literally just got back into town like two hours ago. Um, we so it's a group of us, like uh, ten of us. We went down to uh, see the coast of Oregon, you, seaside of Oregon. You and all your real friends that I didn't get included in. It's fine. Uh, whatever. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it was cool. Um, like it was like kind of like a couples type thing. Damn! Um, another shot fired. No, not even like that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's like we had like this huge Airbnb, and um, so it's like from Seattle, it's like a four-hour drive. Um, okay. So yeah, there was lots of lots of liquor, lots of food. Yeah. Um, I got a good run in on the beach. Um, yeah, that looked, that's that looked super dope. That yeah. looks super dope. Yeah. So. And then drove back today. Yeah, so I'm like I'm super tired, and then I miss my. Like this, we can talk about the the training later. But yeah, overall, it was it was a pretty good weekend. Played lots of spades, lots of games. Spades, uh, Black Card Revoked, Monopoly, um, this game called What the Fuck. Nice. Uh, chess. Yeah, you played it all. Chess. You yeah. played chess. Mm-hmm. You know how to play chess. Yeah. Are you any good? Uh, I'm decent. I'm not gonna say the best. Could you beat me? Uh, I don't know. Probably not. I, I don't know. Okay. I, I, I haven't no, really played in a long no, time. No, no, no. You said enough. Probably not. Right. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, but yeah. Overall, it was it was a good weekend. I, I was gonna say, I was gonna say like when is the last time you think you took a vacation or a trip and you weren't exhausted afterwards? I don't know. I, I feel like if you're not exhausted, then you didn't do it. <laughs> you, you see, didn't do it but isn't that like the most backwards thing ever? Like, shouldn't you come back from your vacation? Like, oh, man, that was so relaxing. Like, I feel so good. Like, I'm ready to start my week. Like, I guess you ain't got shit to do tomorrow. But for the rest of us, like, I would be pissed if I had to go to work tomorrow after a trip like that. I mean, I do have I do have a work meeting tomorrow, but it's not till 12. Oh, boo-hoo today. I know. So is it thirty minutes? Uh, it's an hour. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, work hard, my guy. Work hard. <laughs> Make sure, that's why you get the big bucks today because you have hour long meetings. Ah, uh, no. I mean, to be honest, it, this is like cutting into my into my summer vacation. I'm saying, bro, they need to cash you out, fam. Ugh. Um, but you were saying you were saying something about running, and so um, because you guys did the the recovery run on the beach, which looks super dope. Uh, but how's your training plan going right now? Uh, you know, training plans, uh, you know, I don't, I don't think it's that bad. Uh, like, yeah. so, so we left on, we left to go to Seaside on Friday. Um, so usually we do our long runs on Friday evening. Yeah. So I got, uh, me and one of the homies, Gary, we got up at five o'clock Friday morning to run 12 miles. Yeesh. And I was like, it was it, it was cool because like we ran to this other beach in Seattle called Golden Gardens, uh-huh. that was that was pretty cool. And then, um, and, and the next day we did the recovery run. But uh, this is ending what week week nine week ten week week eight right? Oh sorry week eight week nine is coming up. Yeah, it's so, starting. Week eight. Yeah. So it's a twelve week training plan. So we have three more weeks to go. So <laughs> yeah, it's getting real, bro. It's getting real, weeks. man. Yeah, how, uh, how's it coming for you? Uh, it's pretty good. Like I, I put up, I think I had like a twenty-something mile week this week. Yeah. Um. Uh. I didn't get like a long, long run in. Mm-hmm. Uh. Because I was gonna do it Saturday. I didn't look at the weather and it was fucking ridiculously hot Saturday. So I ended up doing like like six and some change a couple times. I did like basically all of my runs were like five or more miles, and I was just trying to like push the tempo on them. And then Friday, I just did like the my tempo run, which was two miles, but I did it at like a seven minute pace or something like that, like seven. Yeah, I saw minutes. that. Yeah, yeah. I was just like, "Fuck it, let me just hit that two mile run and like actually push it, push it." Um, and so I'll probably do that for my tempo runs. Like, but this heat has just really thrown off these last couple of days because I was been trying to like get it cracking, but dude, it's eighty three in my apartment right now. Yeesh. So you already know it's hot as hell outside. Like, I just been pouring water on Pablo all day so he can like stay cool. Yeah. And pouring water on myself. Like I'm just like, yo, what is this shit, bro? What is this shit? But overall, man, I still feel pretty confident. Oh, the biggest thing though that I did do is I changed my diet. So like I'm doing like a fake, like a fake whole thirty type paleo thing. Uh-huh. Uh huh. With the exception of like I ate a brownie. On Saturday, <laughs> one of the one of the homies made brownies, so I definitely smacked those brownies and some and some uh, dairy free ice cream. Nothing wrong with that. Nah, all. that shit's fire. Like oh brownies and ice cream are are that's an amazing combination, especially right especially when, when you like, microwave it. Uh, yeah, 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 and then like get the vanilla ice cream. Yeah, yeah. Man. I think that should be a part of any training regimen, bro. Brownies and ice cream. Like, I'm gonna smack them joints tonight too. Like I, I'm like I'm being I'm on some super discipline, trying to be on some super discipline stuff. But like they made these brownies, like I'm not gonna waste them. You feel me? Like I'm not gonna waste the brownies. So that'll just be like my only treat. And then everything else, like I've been eating hella like grapes and fruit and like almonds and shit. Like I've been doing all that shit. So I mean, it's fine. Drinking hella water, eating pears. That's eating, eating shout pears. To, shout out to the pear. Yeah, should have pears, eating pears. Um, you know, what was that little hand gesture you just did? Oh, you, you, you ever seen that video mm-hmm. where uh, Rick Ross is like, 
Oh, I'm losing all this weight. The guy, the interviewer was like, how'd you lose your weight? He's like, you know, I eat a lot of pears. Well, no, I saw like, that. I know she, that. He, he, he makes the hands like, shout out to the pears. And makes that oh, little I didn't, hand standing. I didn't know he did the hand gesture. <laughs> yeah, that's what I he just did. know he was like, shout out to the pears. Yeah. <laughs> that's the little hand stand he did. Oh, okay. That's the, that's the new pear emoji, I guess. You know, is that where Apple got the emoji from? People have no idea what we're talking about. Like, they're going to be like, what hand gesture? Go look Are it you, up. Yeah. Uh, Google Rick Ross. Shout out to the pear. Shout out to the pears. If you want to lose weight and get skinny, go from big to little, like Rick Ross, eat pears. Pears. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, okay, let's see. Let's keep let's push, keep pushing through. NBA? NBA update? Oh, yeah. So we have to talk about uh, the final uh, tally for the first round of the playoffs. Ah, yes. Yes. So um, uh, just a quick... Final thing, um, we had already fig- closed out most of the series, but it looks like um, we ended up with uh, neither of us got the Jazz Nuggets series. That ended up being Nuggets and seven. Yeah, and I, I said six. You said and five. I said five. Yep. Nets Raptors. I got it right with the sweep. Luckily, uh-huh. you got Celtics Sixers with the sweep. Mm-hmm. I think you got Mavs. Clippers in six, right? Clippers in six. I'm pretty sure you got that one right. Yeah. Um. So con- kudos to you. You're you're up a dollar. Yep. Bucks. We ne- neither of us got the Bucks series. Uh, Lakers in seven. You got that one. Oh, was... no. 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 It was. Oh wait, no. It's Lakers. Lakers in five. I got that. One. No, it's Lakers in five. Oh, so we both got it wrong. Yeah. Oh right, because Dame was hurt. Yeah, Lakers in five. Because the oh, uh, no, no. Blazers won the first game, and then, and then Lakers won the next one. Yeah. Uh, Heat Pacers, it was Heat. Heat five, right? Heat won in five. No, Heat sweep. Was it a sweep? Yep. Oh, it was a sweep. Uh, all the games were competitive, but it was a sweep. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, the, only, the only team that didn't sweep in the East was the Bucks. Wait. No, the... Celtics swept. The did uh, one. The nah. Pacers won one on. Uh, oh, you wait. No, you're right. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Because the Heat were undefeated in the playoffs until that last game. Yeah, that, that's why uh, they fired the coach because they got swept. Yeah. Good call, buddy. So we both go. got that one wrong. Yeah. Um, and then we said Rockets and I said Rockets and seven. Yeah. And so that is a win for John. So we were tied 2-2. We were tied 2-2. Yep. Um, I guess it's going to be kind of unfair to do the next round of the playoffs because they're like already halfway done, right? Yeah. So we can do the conference semifinals. Starting next week? Yeah. Sounds good to me, because currently, what is it? The Celtics are up three yep. two, over the over the Raptors. They smacked them uh, uh, today. Clippers and and uh, Nuggets is tied one one. They're playing right now. Right, uh, and then Lakers are one one. Yep, Lakers, uh, Rockets are one one, and then the Miami Heat is up three one over the Bucks. Which I did not see coming. 
Bro, I just I honestly after that last game, like I just wanted the Bucks to sweep. I mean the the Heat to sweep. I was like, man, I don't even want to see the Bucks play no more, dude. I've been so disgusted with I just think the NBA regular season is such a joke. I think it's such a joke. Like, how are you going to have the team with the defensive player of the year and the MVP getting rolled in this in this round of the playoffs? Getting damn near swept. He was hurt, so they won without him. So, so, someone said, I saw someone posted something about how this season is very familiar to LeBron's 2009 season. Where uh, LeBron was the MVP, Giannis was the MVP. Um, Bron lost in the conference semifinals to a team that he shouldn't have. He got, well, he got swept. And this is before, you know, the Bucks actually won this game. They thought right. they were going to sweep him. Right. And then coming, and then the offseason, he's coming to free agency. So, and then so uh, one of the brothers I talk about, Gary, he thinks that. That Giannis is going to the to the uh, Warriors. I mean, Gear. Okay, let's be fair. Gary is also biased as hell because he's a Warriors fan. Yeah. Uh, and I think I think he just wants any possibility that he goes to the Warriors. Um, I think a lot of teams are like that, right? I mean, even you would want him to go to the Wizards, but ain't no way going to the Wizards. Fuck the Wizards. <laughs> he would go to Chicago before he went to Washington D.C. Hands down. Uh, no doubt, he would definitely go to Chicago. He needs to go to a, to a team that has a, a bona fide shooter. Because I mean, Brad is leaving, bro. Brad is leaving. So what are we he just talking? Signed, about? He just signed a five year extension. What are we talking and about? He, and he's about to sign and trade, bro. He's like, get me out of here. I guess, but because he's not staying with John Wall's fugazi self. He has to go to a team who has shooters because clearly, <laughs> Giannis can't shoot. I mean, dog, I I get it. You know it. Like, if he went to the Warriors, that'd be a really nice thing, like, because there are shooters there. But it's just like, that's just like, everybody's saying, oh, surround Ben Simmons with shooters. He had shooters last year, bro. Like, like if your star can't shoot, like, who's winning when oh, your star can't oh, shoot? Oh, oh, trust me. I don't think they're going to win a championship if he goes there. Yeah, bro. I, like, I, yeah, I, I was arguing all weekend about that. Like, it, like, just like you said, it doesn't matter. Like It doesn't. Giannis is just not clutch. I'm sorry. And it and it hurts me to say it because I think he's an incredibly talented player. Like I think even like his personality and his story are, are great, but it's just like, bruh, like I'm sorry, it's not it, this ain't it. Like this ain't it. Like you, like and, you're, the be- you're the best. You're the best uh, record in the NBA. Yes, twice. Yes, and, and you can't even make it. You can't make it to the conference finals either year. The NBA regular season is a joke to me, bro. It's a joke to me. I don't take it serious. I don't take it serious. You know, it's it's kind of a waste of time. Hey, Pablo, you trying to say something on the podcast? It's yeah. just a joke. It's a joke to me, bro. It's a joke to me. Yeah. And so, you know, ultimately, it's going to be one of them things where, um, you know, we're about to have this dude. He has one year left on his contract, so you know he can't leave for next season. But, you know, then it becomes the issue, right? Because He's a free agent at the end of next season. We don't know what next season is going to look like. And the team is, you know, kind of stuck because if he's not signing the max extension till the offseason, they could leave and not get nothing for him. Or do you trade him, right? That's where all the teams get stuck. So, 
you know, I I hate to be the Bucks right now. I would hate to be the Bucks right now. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, whatever. Like, I'm not a Bucks fan, so. Right? Oh, you're, they, not, you're not a fan of the of the best the, team in the East. They have their chances. So. Yeah. Brook Lopez is the best player on that team, anyway. Is no, he? He's been um, shooting. He's been shooting the lights out, though. I will say that. Um, but yeah, and so the last thing, you know, just catching up, man. So you know, I've been doing a lot of work just on myself and just personally, just trying to take care of my mental, take care of my chicken. You know what I'm saying? Um, and so this week, one of my challenges is to like go dark, basically. No uh, media of any kind for a week. Okay, so that means that means no TV, no podcasts, no social media, no books. No books. No books either, bro. Wait, why, why no books? So the the idea is that um, when you're constantly just being stimulated by other things. It kind of blocks your ability to create for yourself, whether it's like reading information that's, you know, influencing you or watching it or listening to it. So really the only things you can do are um, like just activities and shit or like like I think you can listen to music. That's it. That's it. Yeah, bro. And so so I starting as soon as we finish the podcast today and it will be officially over um for the pre-show on monday good luck dog that's a haze i mean now it's supposed to go as far as like no texts no email all that other shit but like that's not realistic like i have a job i got work to do and stuff um but yeah man i'm, I'm going for it bro just because I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired, bro. So, yeah. you know, if you keep doing the same thing, expecting different results, you know, blah, blah, blah. But, and don't worry, I'll still, I'll still like maintain all of our pages. Like, I will like just do our posts and stuff. But other than that, like, I'm gone. I'm, I'm gone, bro. I'm gone. <laughs> don't miss me too. Huh? I'm hard to you, dog. Godspeed. Godspeed. I'll see you on the other side. <laughs> I'm gonna come back. I'm gonna come back on next week's episode, all holier than thou. Like, oh, my third eye is open today. I'm, I'm aware of of all you you guys. Are you guys uh, listen uh, listen to music and read books? Could it be me? Oh, you know me. I just go lay in the grass and and meditate. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I mean that's 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 commendable, dog. If you can do it, even trying, I, even trying to do it. I think just the attempt is pretty yeah. you know, special. Yeah, um, I mean, like I mean, like I've been writing like a maniac, bro. Like I have written so much shit, um, and like it's it's extended to the point where like I'm writing stuff for myself. Like, you know, I don't know if I ever told you this, but you know, I used to like write books as a kid. Did I tell you this? I think you did. When I was a shorty, I I would write books all the time. I would make comics i would draw pictures and doodles and all this stuff like that was like my my whole wave but you know life happens and like you know you start doing other shit or talking to girls and you like fuck all that other shit man girls are, 
girls are shit. But, you know, the, I think the big thing was, you know, episode 23, you know, after we having my ace dog on here, you know, I think both of us kind of left that kind of in that same headspace of like, man, like we got, you know, we got life to live. Like, let's let's get active. You know what I'm saying? And so, um, you know, I think that's one of the things that kind of edged me over the top to be like, fuck it, I'm going to do it and see what, see what, yeah. see what happens. So, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at with it. So I'll see you on the other side, dog. Um, I don't respond to texts anyway, but if you text me, I'll respond. <laughs> uh, but you know, my as phone. Long, as, as long as you know, dog. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'll, I'll, that's the one thing. I I know I suck with my phone and everything, and people give me shit about it. But I will always admit it. Like I'm not gonna be the guy's like, no, I did text you back. I did call. No, I'm just kidding. I did call though. I did call her uh, last week. <laughs> oh, I, I texted her. I didn't call her because that's weird. But yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not awful. But you know, so see you on the other side. All right, next you got the next one. All right, so since our last, well, last week we 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 had uh, Daryl on last week, so we didn't really have a normal show, normal right. format. So since our last show, uh, episode twenty-two, there have been a number of notable figures and just great people overall. That you know, I don't know, I don't know any of them personally, but. For what I know of them, their public profiles, they seem like great people. Yeah. So, uh, so I'm going to start with the one that I think hit me the hardest, and that's Chadwick Boseman. Man. So, so, so last week, so last week, uh, we did our Friday long run, and I think I had I had 12 miles last week. So yep. Yep. I was the, I was the last one to come in, kind of come in, and then. As I come in, I sit down. I'm like, oh, you know, I'm kind of tired. Let me catch my breath. Like, someone's like, Chadwick Chad Boseman died? I was like, what? Right. It was like, yeah, he died. Like, I hate hearing things like that. Like, yeah. out of nowhere. Because the first thing you think is like, it's a hoax. Like, yeah. like Or like, you know how Twitter is notorious for killing people. Like, exactly. Oh, somebody tweeted so-and-so is dead. And then... Like uh, 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 an hour later, they tweet like, "No, nope, I'm still here." That's what I thought happened. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, same thing happened with Kobe, right? When Kobe died, I'm like, Shut man, up. listen, listen, Shut bro. Up. When Nissy died, same thing happened. Like, man, whatever. It's like, like, I get off my phone playing. Yep. So, yep. so I heard he died, and then the the way he died, like colon yeah. cancer is. Ugh. So, like, what am I like? One of my really really good friends. You you, you know her. Um, okay. I don't. I'm not gonna say her name because I don't know if she feels comfortable sharing it. But like, sure. she went to school with me. So like, a lot of my friends that from grad school, we all in the same department. We studied cancer biology, and we like, this place could be all study like different types of cancer. Like, like I studied, I studied prostate cancer. You know, Kurt. Like he studied breast cancer. My yep. friend, she studied colon cancer. And yeah, it's crazy because yeah, yeah. she studied colon cancer and like literally like two years after we graduated, less than two years, like her mom gets diagnosed with colon cancer. No way. I didn't yep. know that. And and, oh. and she and like her mom passed like literally like maybe like six months later. It's like one of the most aggressive forms, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So like it's crazy like how how Chadwick like battled for four years and, and like basically no one knew. And and the crazy thing was like you could you remember those times where, you know, like he was out in the public sphere and everybody's like, man, like he's lost so much weight, like he's tiny, like, 
and people making fun of them and like yeah. all that other stuff. Like, oh, this must be for a role or something. Like, dude looks terrible, blah, blah, blah. Like, he's fighting for his life and he still has a smile on. Like, and it, and you know, I think a lot of the posts, you know, you see the stuff and it, and it just goes, it's true every day where he's like, you don't know what battles someone is facing. Like, just be a good fucking person. Like, you don't know what people are going through, man. Like, just don't be an asshole. And people are just really fucking assholes. Yeah. And and that kind of also kind of goes back to a conversation that we had before we started recording about about just taking people taking license to just 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 flippantly just talk about other people's like bodies. Like like for real, like Chuck Bozeman, I remember the, all the jokes that happened there All Star Weekend when uh Victor Oladipo like put on put on the Black Panther mask. And yeah. he did like a dunk, and then everyone was like, "What the fuck is up with Chadwick? Like, yeah, like why is he so fucking skinny? Like, yeah, uh, I don't know. Like that would kind of hit me hard because cancer yeah. is just cancer sucks so much. Seriously, like seriously, uh, I'll say I'll say that one. Um, definitely jacked me up really bad, especially since he was so young and like such an influential character, right? Like especially yeah. for like a generation of kids, like he. He played all the black heroes, like. Yep. Um, but one of the ones that also really was way it, it hit me way closer to home than I thought it would was uh, you know hearing about you know the former Georgetown head coach you know John Thompson. Mm-hmm. Um, growing up, man, like I loved Allen Iverson. Yeah. Loved Allen Iverson, and you know after his passing, you know you start seeing all the stuff that people said about him, and I, I vividly remembered you know Allen Iverson's Hall of Fame speech. Where you know he's on the verge of tears, like thanking John Thompson for like saving his life. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And like you know, I just have such an affinity for coaches, coaching, um, strong male figures. Anyway, first, first black uh, head coach to win a national champion. Yeah, championship. Yep. Well, I mean, his accolades are all there, right? But you know, even just from like as a man, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like just and as a as a leader and as a as a molder of minds. Uh, you know, I I had really had aspirations like, man, I want to play basketball for Georgetown. Like, Georgetown was you know, sh- I want to be. Like, I, yeah, they were they were cold, the, the, bro. The, they were cold. The thing about the places, up, the thing about places, oh, coached yeah. Iverson, Matumbo, Patrick yep. Ewing, Alonzo yep. Mourning. Like, yep. come on, man. Ballers. It could have been me. And the thing was, like, growing up in PG <laughs> County, you know, <laughs> growing up in PG, like, I, I was like, man, I could be, I could put on for DC, bro. No right, crazy. Okay, okay, okay. I'll leave that. I'll leave that last. We'll amend that last part. But, <laughs> but legitimately though, um, you know, even though I try to make light of the situation, like, um, you know, when every time I always get touched every time I think about like, you know, the black men in my life, but like black men that are out there that really do save lives, change lives, shape lives in meaningful ways. You know, those are the those are the people that we should be highlighting, you know, really celebrating more often than not. Right. And of course, we don't know them personally. We're only speaking from their public persona. But um, that same way that it doesn't discredit it by any means, because, you know, they mean a lot to a lot of people. So, you know, rest in power um, to another great leader and and not to diminish. You know, we have a few other names here that you mentioned. Right. Uh, Lou Brock, uh, Lute Olson. Clifford Robinson. Not all of them are black, but you know, all you know, just great men in their time for a variety of different reasons. You know, um, this has just been a, a year of loss. Yeah, twenty twenty. Um, crazy, 20 bro. Crazy as fuck. 
and people don't want to wear masks because they're invincible. Yeah, you know. Uh, wear a mask, wash your hands. I'm gonna keep saying it. I mean, bro, I've been looking at everyone's Instagram stories all weekend because I haven't been doing shit, and it's literally just like some places it, it doesn't even look like there's a global pandemic going on. Like I'm, I'm seeing people on boats. And it's like thirty people all sitting on top of each other. I see. I've seen like Labor Day weekend club parties. Yes, bro. Yes, bro. People at hookah bars. Your favorites. <laughs> I was literally talking to somebody. I was literally talking to somebody a few days ago, and they're like, "Yeah, I think we're gonna go do hookah." I was like, "Well, that sounds like Corona." And he's like, "What you mean? Don't say that." No. I was like, "You're passing a stick around and sucking the same tobacco air." And you're blowing the air, and you're blowing the air into uh, uh, the room, air, like a closed environment, like closed, like, like what, like what? He was like, "Oh, I didn't even think about that." I said, "You sound dumb as hell, bro. I love you, but you sound dumb as hell. Like that sounds like a terrible idea, terrible idea." But you know, we could also, we could, you know, we could be wrong today. This this might not be real. Oh, why not? You know, just you know, just like one hundred ninety thousand people dead. No biggie. Flu season's coming up. I hope everybody go get their uh, flu, flu shots. shots. Are you gonna get a flu shot? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you really? Yeah. Are you really? Yes. <laughs> what? Oh. I don't. I don't really do flu shots. Bro. That's fine. I mean, if you, I don't know. I don't fuck with the flu. I don't like. Like I've had the flu before. It's uh-huh. not. It's not fun. It's not fun, so I'd rather, especially this this year, like. With, is it an age thing, or is it just like you've always been this way? Uh. <laughs> would ignore that. But, <laughs> oh. But, but, but vaccines, they 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 work. Now this vaccine that they try to rush through, like the election, I'm not taking Bruh. that shit. Bruh, listen. I'm, okay, I'm about to derail the conversation just for two seconds. Uh-huh. But I was talking to my barber like three weeks ago. And uh, of course, I was to all proper precautions. Um, but he was basically telling me that he's going to homeschool his child her entire life because he doesn't want to get her vaccinated. And he was like, oh, I was so, you know, it's my barber. I'm not going to like get in an argument with this man while he's cut, cutting and lining me up. But like now, I'm gonna be interested and in like engage him and like try to understand his his thought process. And he was basically telling me about how like there's communities of people out here in California that are like getting their all their kids together to like grow up and like live this non-vax life. I know you're not him, so you probably can't answer this question. But my question mm-hmm. is, he's he's a barber, right? So he's uh-huh. he's in contact with people. lots of people. Yeah. And so how is this like could he like take some shit to his kid? Uh I mean, yeah, I'm not him, so I mean theoretically. So, you know, for me it's like the whole Vax conversation we should we should definitely like note this for next episode. Uh we should do a, a Vax conversation uh in depth. But the short thing is for me it's like I don't think all the vaccines are necessary. Right, like I personally don't know if chicken pox vaccine is necessary. Like when I was a shorty, I got chicken pox, it sucked 
but you know, it's boo, watch a band. All right, all right. It's necessary because if you get chickenpox, everyone has yeah, you, you're you're at risk for shingles later on in life. If you do or don't get if it, if you do get chickenpox, so now I'm at risk for shingles. Yeah, both of us are. So what if what if what if you had the vaccine? Does that mean you can't never get shingles? No, you can still get shingles, but you're you're a higher risk for getting shingles. I, again, life. I guess, but I, you know, the, the, but it very matter of factly, it's like, should I have the vaccine? I can still get shingles. I didn't have the vaccine. I can still get shingles. So what's like the difference? All I know is if I had the chance to get the vaccine, I would get the vaccine for chickenpox. Mm. And I think that anti-vaxxers are idiots. Cause most, I, most anti-vaxxers, yeah, most, anti, most anti-vaxxers went through their life with vaccinated, exactly. vaccinated exactly and they, and they, and they benefited from it that's exact that's the first thing i said to him i was like bro don't you have your vaccines and he was like yeah and i was like well then it's not that bad and so the one thing that i empathize with him on is you know his his daughter was very young and you know they start doing the vaccines very early and he was saying that after she got her first round of shots like he like the like he saw how like physically like messed up she was and that just broke his heart where he just didn't feel comfortable doing it again and i will say for his in his defense not to say that i'm defending anti-vaxxers but in his defense like as i'm talking to him like the one thing he said is you know i'm he's not opposed to getting the vaccines but for like kids at early developmental ages where their like brains and all this stuff are still developing he was less comfortable doing it at that point but if you wanted to get them like later on in your development or later on in life, then he'd be more supportive of it. Not to say that I agree, but that was like one of the big takeaways from the conversation. Um, and honestly, I don't have kids. I don't know what it's like. You know, I can only imagine like if I saw my child like in very bad shape after a medical something like that, it would make me feel some type of way. Not to say that I would stop doing it, but it would make me feel some type of way. And I, I can't tell somebody how to feel, you know? Did I, I tiptoe I, on that I, line? I, I, guarantee you, I guarantee you it would feel worse if his child caught hep C or something. Big facts, no filler. So. Big facts. And I was like, bro, what the fuck you mean? Like, you going to tell me you're going to go to Africa and not get, like, yellow fever, yellow yeah. fever like, vaccine and shit? Like, these sound go- like that, that's goofy as fuck to me. Like, um, Yeah, like, so, like... Every time I go to like to Nigeria, like I have to get a yellow fever shot and a, and well, they used to do like a malaria vaccination, but now they, you just have to take the pill. Right. But like, fam, you like you travel to over like to underdeveloped countries, you're gonna take the vaccine because no one's that stupid. Now uh, I will say I went to Thailand and I did not get vaccines, but it wasn't mandatory. Yeah, uh, but you're not gonna but, travel to like a remote area where there's a high risk for catching. Yeah. I don't know some crazy thing with, yeah. where you're drinking water out the out the tap or some shit and it kills you. No, I ain't exactly. Doing that. So nah. I don't know. Yeah, still maybe, it goes. Maybe it's the scientist in me, but I think I think vaccines. You know, there's a reason why you, we don't have to worry about polio right now. Right, right. But uh, yeah, yeah, we're gonna have to have a follow up conversation on it because I have so many questions and we need to have like a vaccine person on here. Yeah, I mean, uh, I have a couple people we can talk to. Yeah, let's talk to some of the folks, G. Let's talk about it. Uh, we need to we need to de- debuff this anti-vaxxer myth. So uh, we just definitely went all the way left there. Yeah. But 
that's, um, that's, that's nowhere on that's nowhere on our on our docket. on the docket at all. Uh, but we do want to say rest in power. Um, do a few names. Um, you know, prayers to their families and yeah. their their fans, loved ones. All of that. All right, so um, I think now would be a good time to segue into our listener email that we got. Yeah, so uh, here, I'll let me read the email. So, um, of course, you guys all know that you can, you know, if there's stuff that you come across, things that you hear on the show, um, topics that you want us to dive deeper into, you can always reach out to us. Summer 16 podcast. That is summer16podcast at gmail.com. Um, we would love to hear from you guys and continue to engage with you uh, on more than just our social media platforms. And so we have an email today with the title Gang Shit by Marlon Craft. Gang Shit. So here it goes. Hey, guys. Wanted to put this music video on your radar. It's from 2019, but very applicable to what's going on in America right now still, which is sad to say. If you have seen, heard it before, no big deal. But since it isn't Kanye, I'm going to assume John hasn't heard it. <laughs> <laughs> you can listen to the song, but I think the video is well worth the watch to get the full message of the problem being addressed. Let me know what y'all think. There's a link to the video. Zach. Well, thank you, Zach, for the email. Um, Tune Day, you watched the video, bud? Yep, sure did. Gang shit by Marlon Craft. Should we we should include the link in the description so other people can see it as well. Yep. Um, for the sake of not getting our episode pulled, we cannot, or we're not going to play a snippet. Yeah. Unfortunately. Sorry. Um, we got to figure out how to do that in a cool way. Um, uh, but you know, before we got dive into what our thoughts were, uh, Tuna, do you want to describe kind of what the music video was, what the song is about? Okay, yeah, so it's three, like a standard, you know, rap song. There's three three verses, right? And then there's a bridge between each verse. And the first, the first, like, verse, it's, it's Marlon rapping, but it's, he's rapping, but it's like a character that he's rapping through, which is a police officer. And the police officer is talking about, like, how, you know, he's in a gang of cops. And he was raised to be distrustful of black people, and it, he's going through his day. You know, he kisses his wife and kids goodbye on the way to work, and at work he, you know, harasses black people all day. And he talks about how he has to make it home um, and protect his brothers in blue, basically. So that's his gang and his family, yeah, yeah, and his family. So at the end of the day, he comes back home and he's eating dinner with his family. Mm-hmm. So that's the first verse. Yes. Second verse, same concept. A guy with a KKK robe on with his Klansman, and he's rapping about like how this country was built. He knows this country's built on lies on a, on a back of slave labor, but he doesn't care because it helps them. It helps them, you know, have you know access to all these great things because mm-hmm. um, America's great, uh, yep. but it's built that way, you know, because of black people and. He talks about how much he hates black people and Mexicans and Jews and all how that. How they're taking the jobs. And yeah. That. Yep. So same same thing. At the end of the day, he's, he goes, after he takes off his KKK hoodie and robe, he goes home and eats dinner with his family. And then the third verse is a black man 
who is on the cell, on one of those phones that you're in prison, and you talk like um, to your visitor through the glass, and he's talking on the phone. He talks about how he's doing Fed time because he got caught for armed robbery, and he had no other choice because when you don't have anything, and you that's what all you know, and you join a gang from you know from yeah. a young age. That's what happens. But he's like, you know, how is it that when I join my gang, you know, I I go to jail, but y'all, but y- y'all gangs. When you join it, you you prosper. Yep. And then it shows like him talking, but then it shows his family also with like his kids with him not there. And at the dinner table, you know, his wife um, or his partner like has is making the food for the family, and then is an empty chair where he's supposed to be. Mm -hmm. So basically, the other two guys, the police officer and the guy in KKK. they're, they're gang members, but they get to go home to their families, and he's a gang member also, but he doesn't get to go home to his family. Yeah. So, I thought, like, the visuals were very powerful, so, like, I try to explain it the best I could, but I suggest you, you know, you watch the video. Definitely. Like, it's really good. Definitely. Um, so, what, yeah, so, what was your immediate takeaway? Uh, I really like the song. Like, okay. It's, it's, you know, I think that rap there's a lot of rap today that, you know, that's focused on a lot of negativity, right? There's rap, there's rappers that talk about using drugs or selling drugs, which I, you know, that there's a lane for that. I like it. Yeah. yeah like, you're a fan. You're, you're, uh, you're definitely a fan. I, I, especially, of especially rappers who rap about selling drugs. Like, exactly. I like that, right? Yeah. Um, you like the business who, aspect, of course, not the drugs, yeah, yeah, yeah. the business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The there's rappers who talk about, like, sex or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. But I think that songs or um, content like this, where it has a, a larger social message, doesn't get the attention that it deserves or um, the mainstream attention, let me say that. Yeah. I think this is one of those songs that I'm I'm kind of mad that my first time hearing about it was today. Sure. Because I feel like this song should have should have blown up. Yeah. Um. Then, I have a theory. I have a theory why it hasn't, but keep going. Yeah. So, so then you like, I had because at first the, the guy rapping the third verse, I thought that it was I, his song. Yeah, I thought it was his song. I'm all in craft. I was like, yeah. oh shit, that's that's okay. That's well, dope. hold on, because oh, I know where you're about to go. I know where you're about to go, and that's what <laughs> I'm gonna come back to. We're gonna come back okay. to that. Okay. Right, go ahead. But but my initial my initial um, reactions, you know, I. It's it's hard to describe because I think so much of it just initially is just numbness to everything. Honestly, like I watched that shit, and it's like, well, duh, I know this, bro. Like, I know that the police officers are a gang. I know that the KKK is a gang, and I know that um, you know my man's was probably related in gang activity there. But yeah, it's it sucks that um, you know he's not there to be with his family. Um, and there's a thousand things that rush through my head, right? Because it's like, well, you committed a crime. Like, you do crime, you deserve to be, you know, um, punished or whatnot. But I think where it kind of gets more interesting is, as you alluded to, like, rap as an art form. You know, there's so, you have such a really good ability to talk about, like, bigger concepts in very concise ways, mm-hmm. you know, such that 
it's like, yeah, you know, you're talking from a police officer's perspective and all that other stuff. But it's it's a you keep, you know, you, I'm triggered by this whole blue lives thing. Right. Like this is my gang, blue lives. Da, 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 da. But that's not your like that's a choice. Your blue life is your choice. You can take your uniform off and be a regular person. Right. The same way with the KKK person, he can take his robe off, you know, like his his rhetoric is like, oh, I'm poor, too. But like, blah, 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 blah. Like I was able to, you know, I'm just fine. And that's why I love Trump, because, you know, I see him being successful and that's why I can be successful. And if the Mexicans and blacks and Jews and gay people would get out of the way, then I could be like Trump, blah, blah, blah. But it always comes down to for the black guy, like his life is not a costume. It's not a robe. It's not a uniform. And yeah. so it, it, there is that level of unfairness. Now, am I saying he shouldn't be in jail? Like, nah, fam, armed robbery, bro. Like, you need to be in jail, P. Um, but that's not to dismiss that circumstances and situations that put people in those positions will then perpetuate a continual cycle of, of you know, hurt in the community. And so it's, it's, so it's tough, right? So it's like, I, I did like the song, and, it, and it's crazy how, you know, this didn't get any attention. Whereas something like This Is America by Childish Gambino, like, rocked people's worlds. Like, this is, like, that same level of thought-provoking, almost. Well, yeah. maybe not the same level, because it's not as symbolic, but it's still really good. Um, so my question then, and I think you were starting to allude to it, is once I sent you a picture of who the rapper was and what he looked like, did it change how you felt about the song or the message? No, it didn't. It did not. It did not. It's a good it song. I say I'm glad. I'm glad I didn't see a picture going into it. I ex 100. I'm glad I looked at it after the fact. So for those of you that are wondering, uh, Marlon Craft is a white man. He looks. He looks Jewish. He looks. Uh, yeah. He looks, like, looks a little, like a little like, Jewish dude from Manhattan. Yeah, but he does not sound like. <laughs> he doesn't sound Jewish at all. He's low key spitting, bro. Low key. Yeah. He's low key spitting. But yeah. Uh, but I'll, and I'll be honest, I'll be honest, and this is something that I have to work on and I'll fully admit it. When I first looked at the picture, I was like, yo, did I Google the wrong fucking person? Like, Marlon, that's you, bro. Um, but then I was like, I was like, part of me is like, man, is this kind of like clout chasing or, or like riding the wave? Like, you know how like, I, you know, there's some some artists that you'll be like, oh, they're only saying on this, speaking on this because it's like what's Popular. relevant to talk yeah. about. Yeah, you know, like. I always have to like do that mental gymnastics when I see stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and also, maybe that's why it, that's also why maybe it didn't uh, gain traction because he was white. Yeah, I think so. I then that was that was going to be the theory that I was talking about. Like, oh, you have this like little Jewish kid from Manhattan making this song. Like, who who's going to listen to you? Like, what authority in hip hop do you have? Because I don't care what people say. Like, I think hip-hop is a black art form. I don't care what people say. Um, and when you have, air quotes, outsiders using that art form to then propagate a message that's not their own, you know, I guess it kind of loses authenticity to me. Yeah. It does. But, you know... It doesn't, make, doesn't say it's not good, yeah. but it's like, does it, it don't hit the same. You feel me? If if I found out that Marlon Craft was the guy that was rapping the last verse on the video, like I, I think I would have like like damn, Ooh, <laughs> my man that lived it, yo. He yes, knows it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. 
So then you're like, wait a minute. Like, what does he know about this? Yeah, like, wait a minute, bro. What what uh, African-American studies class did you take before you wrote this song? You know what I'm saying? What's that lady's name? The one that, uh, who just got fought, the next Rachel Dolezal? Wait, the next Rachel? There's another one? There's another one, dog. What? She She's like a, a professor at Georgetown that studied, like, and got grants for, like, African-American history at Georgetown. And, like, she came out. She didn't get caught. She came out and edited it. But. Oh, shoot. Um, She was, like, a professor, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, but that's the, that, that goes back to the authenticity um, thing. DC professor apologizes for falsely claiming black identity. Uh, of course, she's yep. from DC. Well, no, that that makes it even worse, right? Because Rachel Dolezal, I feel like she got away with it because she was in Spokane, and like, what black people there are gonna check her? Right, and she had like a she she looked a little melanated oh, after all the tan, after all the tanning and shit she did. Thank uh, you. Jessica Krug. A historian yeah. with a specialty in African and in African imperialism said she identified as North African, Black, and Caribbean. When I had absolutely no right to do so, quote, why when doing so is very epitome of violence and thievery and appropriation. Shorty, you can't come and say the right words now. You know what, man? I fucking hate apologies sometimes. Do you ever hate apologies? Like people just say anything. That shit don't be genuine. It, it doesn't. That shit don't be genuine, bro. And you can tell. Like I. Do you feel like you can tell when somebody's giving a genuine apology? Like, you know what I'm talking about? Like, do you feel like you can tell? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, if, if you if your apology ha- has like all these four syllable, five syllable words in it, and it sounds like it was written by like a PR person, fuck out of here. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good on your apology. Jessica Krug, the George Washington professor. George Washington University professor. That's crazy. And and then like GW is like right like down the street from my brother's job too. I mean everybody wanna be a nigga, but nobody wanna be a nigga. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Uh, but it's fucking I'm, crazy. I, I'm not saying I'm not saying that this is Marlon because actually at Oh facts. Marlon oh, is not trying to be he looks Marlon looks definitely He, he very much does not look black, yes. Yeah. However, but, however, like, is there any part of you that's like, thanks, Marlon. Like, thanks for, you know, putting this out there, bro. Like, you're you're one of the good ones. Not, I'm not gonna say thank you, because like, I feel the same way about people like, like, uh, like Tim Wise, right? Like, I I get that. Wait, who's Tim Wise? He's like a a professor from I think he's a professor from Nashville. Um, he speaks like on race and and racism in America. White man. He's a he's a he's an American activist and writer on the topic of race. Yeah. So like he makes like really good points, videos, books on just on everything, right? So mm-hmm. I think it's it's amazing that other white people can like listen to him about race and say, you know, I need to like l- take a look at myself and do better. But then I get mad. I'm like, why? Why does it take another white person to tell you what black people have been telling you this whole time? I mean, well, okay, that's getting upset with the the idea of 
how things work, right? Like the idea that it takes a white person to make white people listen sucks as an idea. But at the end of the day, like if it gets the job done, like we need those people in the trenches with us. I think where I struggled was just like, I don't know. I don't know Marlon's track record, bro. Like, like is his Instagram busting right now? um with all his black lives matter shit today you feel me like is he out in these streets like these other celebrities like he's a sony he's signed to sony right like his debut album came out last year and this song was the lead single on that album right like so he obviously does have a little bit of clout or at least a little bit of relationships such that he's signed by sony and everything um but you know uh it's it's Maybe it's just a natural distrust, I guess, of of non-black people trying to be involved in the black movement. Like, are you really for us, fam? Like, are you really out here for for the people? You know what I'm saying? Uh, I Not mean, really. Time will tell, I guess. Yeah, I, yeah. Like, I'm real hesitant to 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 hop in the pool on the Marlon bandwagon. Like cuz I want to be like, man, like, wow, this is what, such a great message, bro. Like I really appreciate you. But the other part of me is like, maybe I shouldn't have looked at what he looked like, you know what I'm saying? And maybe that's a part of my own reverse racism cuz that's a thing, right? Um, I'm just kidding. Um But yeah, it was just like, hmm. You know, he he, he makes valid points and I can't discredit any of that. It's just like, mm, are you for the people, bro? Maybe let me look up this dude's Twitter. Let's see if his Twitter, I mean his Instagram. He's got to have an Instagram, right? Young rapper. What's his name? Marlon Craft. Yeah. Marlon Craft. Oh, it's just Marlon Craft. All right. Let's see. His most recent post was three days ago. It's just a picture of him in front of a Mac Miller portrait. Okay, he's selling his album, Funhouse Mirror vinyl. Another record, another music thing, music thing, music thing. I'm now back fully, 100% independent in August. Music, music. Okay, so he's pushing a new album right now, hard as shit. Oh, he, he posted some bad, some baddie. Is he wearing a do-rag in this video? Bro, look at this, Tunde. Look at this shit. Is he wearing a, is that him? That can't be him, right? He's that's somebody like, that's somebody, that's a white dude wearing a do rag, right? I mean, I don't see him talking about him. anything on his IG. Not saying that, that that's like the indicator of how like Dan you are for the calls, but I don't really see him. I don't feel I don't feel like he out here for the folks, bro. I don't see the little I don't see the little black square, dog. <laughs> I'll see the little black square today. Where your black square at, bro? Okay, here's something. Um, gang shit really inspired me, and I wanted to inspire. So he posted something about how somebody said gang shit inspired him a year ago. Um, I don't know, dog. Not even, not oh, even on. Okay, here we go. June eleventh, he posted one of his tweets. I pushed the EP back because promoting anything other than the movement for change in this country right now feels out of pocket. That said, I'm here for the work in the fight for equality and black liberation is forever. 
there's no date to push to where I'd be quote unquote ready to move on. And I know a lot of my fans use music to cope. So I want to let those who want to have it. It was made during quarantine and I, and is emotional music. So I won't be doing much promo, but Tuesday, the work from home EP will drop. Oh, so he ain't really pushed that shit back. Yeah, I'm looking, I'm looking at his Twitter bro, now. Bro, I don't know, dog. I don't know, bro. I don't know, dog. Mm. I don't yeah, know, nothing, dog. Nothing on Twitter. I don't know, Marlon. You out here looking a little fraudulent, bro. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. I don't see the black square. Is that bad? Like I'll be going on I'll be going on Shorty's Instagram pages. And if they don't have a little black square, I'd be like, oh, they racist. <laughs> <laughs> Where your black square oh, okay. at? Um so hip hop DX posted a video that said Drake just copped twin uh Pac Jesus pieces. Uh-huh. And he retweeted that and said Pac would be on the front lines of the movement for black liberation and justice right now, not buying chains, but okay. So he's gonna take a shot at so he so he's at home tweeting at Drake, who's also not on the front lines. <laughs> what you look like, Marlon? What you look like, bro? It maybe he has asthma and he can't be out in the streets and he's worried about COVID. Maybe. Fuck that. I don't know, dog. Jury's still out, B. Jury is still out. He might be culture vulture, bro. Maybe. But, but you know, I'm, I'm not about to go. The song's cool, but I don't think I'm going to go song's download his album. To be honest, I'm sorry. All right, so uh, this week's waxing hypothetical, we have uh, in the news, uh, Dr. Dre, he is getting a divorce. Oh, and his the um, spousal support. Got leaked, so she, his wife is um, actually. Let me not. Let me not say his Dr. Dre's wife. Let me find her name. I think his name might be a little disrespectful. She has. I name. mean, there's a lot of disrespectful shit in this whole. Spot All right, so her, her, her name is Nicole Young, and she, her, and, and Dre were married in uh, 1996. So a long time. Yeah. So she is seeking sponsor support in the sum of $2 million a month. So um, if you're doing the math, (laughs) that is $24 million a year. That's so crazy, bro. And the break, so we have the breakdown of exactly like why she's, she wants, oh, she's seeking that much money. Oh, so when you get the breakdown, yeah, break it yeah. down. <clears throat> so for laundry and cleaning, she is seeking ten thousand dollars a month. For clothes, she is seeking one hundred and thirty-five thousand a month. Uh, for education, which includes tuition and living expenses, sixty thousand a month. Entertainment, nine hundred grand a month. Uh, charitable contributions, one hundred and twenty-five grand a month. Uh, mortgage, a hundred grand a month, and tel- telephone, cell phone, and email, twenty grand a month. 
that's the breakdown of why she's seeking two million a month. What are your thoughts on this, John? I mean, the fuck is my first thought. Okay, okay, okay. This is just like that other waxing hypothetical with the with the uh, engagement thing. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta check myself, right? I gotta check myself because I think this is the dumbest shit I've ever heard. Like it's two million a month, and I'm looking at like all of this stuff that she's asking for. Like, did you even say? Did you say the cell phone bill at twenty thousand dollars a month? Yeah. Like, what? What cell phone? What cell phone? Twenty thousand a month? No, it's, it, I mean a cell phone and email. Oh, you know what? Now that you say email, it's like oh, like what the fuck? <laughs> like, come on, <laughs> come on, what? Um, it, it's so it's so mind boggling to me, so mind boggling to me. Right, like how is the mortgage less than the entertainment bill? You want a hundred thousand for mortgage I'm, and nine hundred thousand for entertainment. The most like ridiculous part of this to me is the charitable contributions. Because how are you gonna say yeah, give me a hundred and twenty five grand a month so I can give it to someone else? I can give it to charity. <laughs> I need I need I need a hundred twenty five thousand dollars a month of your money to give away to other people. Like, okay, I can't wrap my head around it. I can't wrap my head around it. So I tried to like sit here and think like, okay, John, you know, let's, let's try to find anything that would make this make sense. And so, you know, I went and looked and I'm like, oh, how many kids do they have? Right. So they have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven kids. And so it's like, well, child support maybe, but child support isn't explicitly mentioned in any of that stuff. Right. This is just the spousal report, right? Yeah. Like, dog, what? So I looked up how much how, how much she's worth. So according to Forbes, at the end of last year, because we don't have twenty twenty figures, right? Because uh, so in eight end of twenty nineteen, uh, his net worth is eight hundred million. Okay, that's what I saw too. Okay, perfect. So I mean, twenty four million at a eight hundred million. That's not a lot. It's not. So maybe it does make sense. You do the. That's three percent of his money. But wait a second. Wait a second, though, because he's his net worth is eight hundred mil, but she wants this every year. This isn't just for like. This isn't just like for the first year or two. You know what I'm saying? Spousal support is until you die, right? Or until you get married again, right? Or until you, all right, until you get married again. And I'm like, shit. Why I'm about to get, have, why I get married? You feel me? Like, I got a whole nother uh, relationship and, and he live in the outhouse. Fuck you talking about? Like, what? So, you know, when you, when you look at it in terms of net worth and how much he's asking for, Per year, it's not that bad. Three percent is next to nothing. But I don't know how that works in the sense of like she wants this monthly. Like this, she's she she would be getting a twenty-four million dollar a year salary for having married Dr. Dre in the nineties. That don't seem right to me. So, 
so yeah, so let's move. Let's let's kind of shift the conversation away from this particular instance. Let's go like in general, right? What what are your thoughts on so you, you so you spousal support in general doesn't seem right to you? Um, or what, if there was a, a a lesser number, would you be okay with that? We'll see. I I struggle. Okay, this is this is tough for me. Because a lesser number, the only fair way to think about it is in terms of percentages, right? And doing some quick maths, $24 million of $800 million net worth is 3%, which I don't think is that bad. Like, that's so far from half of his money that it's not that ridiculous, right? Yeah. Um. I, I still just can't get over this idea, though, that it's yearly versus, um, like, one flat payout. You know what I'm saying? Like, here's a check for 24 mil. I never want to see you again. Like, every single month, he has to cut a check to her. Like, how long would that last? Like, that could last for the rest of his life. Like, this man could have to be working like crazy just to... Take care of his... Like, uh, support. Uh, and what happens when he gets remarried? Right? Now he got to take care of two spouses. And so, six kids. So that's my thing. Um, I don't like the idea of spousal support. Why? Because like, like, these are two grown people. Should be. Like, why am I support? Like, we're not together anymore. Why am I supporting you? I got. Like, I I totally get child support. I get that 100%. Child support, a, a thousand percent, yeah. Like, I'm your, still your parent regardless of what happens. I have, it's my responsibility for your well-being. Right. But if we get divorced, especially, like, if it's, if it's amicable or, like, I, I know every situation is different, but... Just, I can't wrap my I, my head around the idea of me taking care of you for the rest of your life. Right. Like we're not together anymore. Go go like go find something else to do. But isn't the isn't the counter argument is like she did have something to do. She was being a mother. She was taking care of his kids. She was holding down the fort and everything. So she didn't have an opportunity to have like a career and all this other stuff, so that she could be making her own twenty four million dollars a year. Ain't that the counter, though? Mm, I guess. Like, she <laughs> was working, but her working wasn't providing financial, you know, support like that. Shit. That's, that, that's why I say a situation is different, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, I don't know the particulars of, like, of, of this, you know, of their relationship. Like, who was their primary... I, Obviously, seems like Dr. Dre is the primary. I'm about to say, boy, you don't know who is the primary breadwinner. But, but I'm about like, as far as like taking care of the kids, I'm pretty sure like they had nannies. Let's be real. Oh, facts. Let's be real. Facts. So it's not like she was like getting up every day struggling to like take it on the soccer practice. Yeah, yeah, like let's be real. Yeah. But if 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 that were the case, if that's what she was doing, and she was like 100 percent like, oh, this is my full time job, taking care of these kids, then I can get that. Like you sacrifice, I sacrificed like my entire like career or my life to you know raise the kids by you made the money. 
That I can get. But is that still $24 million worth? To me? Because I, ha- I don't have $24 million. That just seems like a lot of money. But, but I guess when you, when you put it in terms of like percentages, yeah, like like three percent, like that's almost disrespectful. I, as weird as that sounds, right? Like three percent of my money, you know what I'm saying? Like yikes, that um, ain't shit. I, I'm still stuck on this thing that this is a yearly salary, not just a fat check. That, yeah, that's what it is. Because it's like it's like I could be paying this shit for thirty years. She's what in her forties or something like that. Like, you could be having to pay that shit for thirty years. Hell no. Oh wow! I just, I just, I just looked. I saw something. It says she she justifies the two million a month because she claims domestic violence, and you know he did have those uh, cases of. Uh, domestic violence in the early 90s too remember that i was with her no i think it was before her but she's claiming in the in the request that he was abusing her too oh well if that's the case shit she might need 50 million a month i mean uh, a year if he, if he was beating her yeesh yeesh this is this is messy. Cause she, she could get that money, bro. Like, okay. I think I think as I'm like processing this, I'm not with spousal support at all. I'm not with it. Because I don't I don't necessarily think I agree with paying a salary to my ex wife. But if you gotta cut a fat check, then you gotta cut a fat check. You know what I'm saying? Like in this yeah. case, if they were like, if they were like, "Yo, Dre, um, you gotta run Nicole Young a hundred mil," I'd be like, "Damn, a hundred mil!" But it's like, boom, cut your check, you know, wipe your hands clean and keep it moving, kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I don't gotta, I, I don't gotta see that automatic withdrawal from my account every month. That would be easier to to wrap my head around than this whole. You know, monthly monthly paycheck, because that shit would just eat my spirit, eat away at my spirit. Especially like if you get divorced and like you don't really fuck with your spouse. Yeah. I mean, she over here. She. I mean, as soon as she claims domestic violence, you know, true or not, they need to be nowhere near each other. So. Uh, they live in California, right? I'm assuming California. Yeah, probably. So I looked up how spousal support is paid in California. It says a general rule is that spousal support will last for half the length of a less than ten years long marriage. So if you well, if you so, ten ten or less, let's say you've been eight years, spousal support will last four. Yeah, but they were together for what uh, twenty. 24 years. Yep. So, next sentence. However, in longer marriages, the court will not set alimony, alimony duration. Mm-hmm. The burden will be on the party who pays to prove that spousal support is not necessary at some future point in time. 
So basically, they sign up, and it's like, you got this indefinitely, and then I got to come back to court and deal with your ass to prove that it's no longer necessary. Yeah. So I got to pay for more lawyers. Uh, and in the divorce, don't he got to pay for everything in the divorce, too? Yep. And on top of that, he still has to pay child support. Uh, which child support is going to... If you get two mil in, in, in spousal support... Child support easily double that. Yeah. Now they only have two kids together, but I mean, Dr. Dre is already probably running a check for child support for his other kids. Sheesh. Honestly, G, stuff like this makes you wonder why people get married. Does it not? Yeah, I mean, like, what did they say? What half of all marriages end in divorce? Yeah, 50%, yeah. Well, I mean, his kids, like, his kids are 38, 29, 19, 37, 23. So it's not like he's paying child support on all these kids. He paying for, yeah, he's paying for college bills if they go to college. Yeah. That's fair. It's, I mean, dog, it's just like, it's just, it, it's just mind-boggling to me. So, okay, naturally, the question is, like, like prenups. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, obviously, it doesn't look like Dre had one because she's requesting this kind of stuff, right? Yeah. But, like, do you believe in prenups? Like, how do you feel about prenups? Would you ever consider doing one? Would you? Have you thought about it, talked about it? Have you ever? No, nah, I wouldn't do one. No. You would not do one? Personally, Why not? No. Why not? Uh... I would like to think maybe it's just me being optimistic. Sure. I would like to think once I get married, I'm not going to get divorced. Yeah. And I understand that marriage is a contract, but if if I get burned on the back end, then you know, so be it. But I'm not, you know, I'm not Dr. Dre. I don't have eight hundred million dollars. Now, if I did have eight hundred million dollars before I got married, you best believe I'm going to have a prenup. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. So I I get what you're saying because I do think that, you know, just the conversation has such a negative connotation to it where it's like, oh yeah, by the way, like, I love you. I want to spend the rest of my life with you. You're the one for me. Like everything like lets me know that we're going to be together forever. But, you know, let's go ahead and sign this extra paperwork here just to like make sure you don't fuck me over in a, in a couple of decades. Um, that, that doesn't sound good. And I feel like, I feel like society has, got this super huge finesse to make think like to make men think that there's something wrong with that like because i think in a logical sense there's really nothing wrong with that it is a contract in every yeah. way shape or form you know um and so you know not not uh treating it as such is kind of i don't want to say foolish but it's it's definitely not the most responsible thing to do uh and so i think about like myself Right, I I could say that I have aspirations of being worth eight hundred million dollars one day, um, but how would I go about a prenup? Because I don't got eight hundred million today. Yeah, so, so you know, if you get married before that eight hundred million, exactly, and you built it together, then she exactly. definitely deserves half. She she deserves to run that shit, bro. She deserves to run that shit. But at this point in my life, right, like more realistically, like I will probably own my own house, you know, and have you know assets. 
of my own before I get married. I mean, you know, because that's nowhere near in the, in the future right now. So if I were to consider a prenup, I would be like, yo, as of the date that we're married, what's mine is mine and what's yours is yours. And then anything that comes after this, it's ours. That's like the most fair thing that I can do. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, I don't think you can pull from shit that, you know, take credit for shit that you wasn't around for. You know what I'm saying? Like, Nicole Young was was with Dr. Dre during Beats by Dre time. Like, it's hard to say that she don't deserve no aspect of that that Beats money. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, for sure. Right? But at the same time, she don't need to see no royalties from nothing that happened before 96. Yeah. On the I music tip, right? Like, you don't get to, like, nah, that's my shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't get to touch none of them royalties. Because he's still going to be cashing checks. Like, that movie? Yeah, the movie came out, but it's cashing all them checks from my, my music. Like, nah, shorty. Like, nah, like this, shorty. this check that's coming in the mail from the chronic? Nah, like, none of that. Me. None of that, shorty. You wouldn't with me shooting in the gym? <laughs> you better move around. No. But, okay, like, he was around, you know, woo up to bam. Like, I think I think he could give her a solid, you know, 12.5%. She could get a solid 100 mil. But I mean, shit! Didn't Bezos have to run half his fortune? Oh yeah. I and, think he. I think he, and he's still the richest man on earth. So. And he, and his net worth has gone up even more. This man is the first person to exceed two hundred bill, bro. Yeah. When you have that much money, bro. When you have that much money. Like you have to think differently. But his wife became a billionaire like a, a sick like she's worth 60 billion dollars because she slept with the right man i mean she did more than that didn't she help him like she helped him start uh amazon. yeah amazon yeah yeah no she was what i'm shooting in the gym. she's probably actually like really impressive yeah but i know oh that was so dismissive what i just said wow that was pretty fucked up wasn't it because she slept with the right guy. But she did more than that. She wrote books and stuff too. She... <laughs> <laughs> She's the third richest woman in the world. I mean, and quite, you know, deservedly, right? Like, have you seen pictures of Jeff Bezos when he first started Amazon in his garage? Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> like fam, she deserves that money. <laughs> oh, man. I swear, bro. You know, maybe maybe it's one of those things where, you know, maybe Jeff, like, because Bezos, I feel like you never really heard anything about him, like, sweating that he had to run that run that bread. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it was almost like, yeah, like she, you know, she can have a piece, G. Like, and it's just I think the most impressive thing about that is just the mindset behind it all. Like, dude probably has such an abundance mindset. That he's like, yeah, I'm going to take this loss, but I've been taking losses for the last several decades. Like, this isn't going to break me, and I'm still finna cash out on y'all suckers. Like, there's so many things that he still has coming, you know? Like, that's impressive. Because I would be sick. I mean, she... So, J Jeff Bezos, oh, she's worth, what, 62 yeah, his, 62, his 62 million, and yeah. Jeff Bezos 
is now worth what? 200. 200? Yeah. So, so it's not like they stood it, like, you know, evenly. Well, I, so. no, I, I, well no, because I think his net worth has, like, gone crazy higher since the divorce. Oh, for real? Yeah, like, his net worth increased a bunch, especially during um, Corona times. Yeah. Like, a lot of the wealthiest people in the world just got incredibly richer um, during the quarantine. Oh, yeah, they met at Princeton. At Princeton? Shit, I need to go to Princeton and find me a wife that's going to help me get worth $200 billion. If y'all listening to this podcast right now, slide in my DMs. I'm just playing. I'm not going to be on social media this week. I'm not going to respond. <laughs> he respond when he gets back. <laughs> I won't, guys, because I am just really focused on myself and getting my mind right and being the best version of myself that I can be. It says Jeff Bezos could become the, the, the world's first trillionaire as early as 2026. Man, he should just buy a country as a social experiment. No one man should have all that all that money. Sorry, I know you're I know you're a capitalist, but that's just how I feel. I felt like you said that. I felt like you said that trying to shoot a shot at me. No, I just don't. I just don't feel like you should have like especially. No, let's not get into this debate. But I just don't feel like people should have that much money. Like, have you seen like the breakdown about like like. Yeah, like how long it'll take you to make yeah. like that much money? Yeah, just hoarding wealth, yo. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's not that it's not that I don't agree with you, but I just don't think there's any feasible way to say, oh well, if you don't think they deserve that much money, then how much money do they deserve? There's no uh, answer to that. There's no answer to that question. I think that that this country should. Stop! Stop letting people like this, like Amazon and Facebook, and all these people lobby governments to get these these tax breaks that other citizens don't get just because they have money, and allow yeah. them to hoard even more money. I think that is that's just crazy to me. I will agree with that a hundred percent. But that's not a matter of that's not a matter of the people getting money. That's a matter of them being no. able to use their money, right? Like like the like. The political system is what's fucked up, not the fact that niggas is out here getting money. Like, eh, no, because a lot of billionaires. If I, if I had a billion, billion dollars and I just couldn't spend it on, you know, lobbying folks, well then shit, maybe I would donate more of it. Maybe I would do more good in the world and shit. That, like, that's not. That's not act like billionaires. Like, that's not act like Amazon doesn't have fucking slave labor. Basically, they definitely do. So let's act like Jeff Bezos is some virtue of of paragon of virtue. He's not. No, I'm not pretending like that at all. Like, yeah, I'm not, dude, oh, I'm not saying you are, but like, yeah. he's like most billionaires. They're not good people. Let's be real. Do you think there are any billionaires that are good people? I don't know. Um, I don't know. Like, any, any people from told like, well, they gave away a uh, hundred, like a like hundred million dollars. Like, that's like, they, that's like they, me giving five yeah, five dollars away. Exactly. Like, yeah, giving a billion dollars. Yeah. They probably got like huge it's one percent tax write off on that shit too. Yeah, it's one percent so. of your money. Like that's nothing. Yeah. Eh, whatever. If I became a billionaire, would you still be my friend? It depends on how you got it. It depends on how. I, what way could I become a billionaire that you would still be my friend? 
Um, I wrote, I wrote, I, I, I wrote thirty New York Times bestsellers that all sold for a hundred million, and then sure. after spending it all, sure. Or if you, um, eh, I don't know. What if I made like a new solar panel that would purify water and save the polar ice caps? But then you sold it, right? Yeah, I sold that shit so I can get this bag and I made a bill. I'm going to become a billionaire. Sure. But then what if I had a separate arm of the company that would just install them in areas that couldn't afford to buy them? I can see that. Then sure. Then you still get my friend? Yeah. Jeff Bezos? I don't know. I, I, like, I, the mean, fact that, I like the fact he's beefing with Trump, though. Yeah. I mean, Bezos is about that action, bro. He's probably only beefing with Trump though for some petty ass shit though, not because he's a good person. No, it's because he 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 bought the Washington Post, and Washington Post is really critical of Donald Trump. And, oh right, yeah, and not critical of Amazon. <laughs> yeah, basically. I mean, smart move, dude. All right, so, so yeah, let's move on. On th- that's our waxing hypothetical for this week. Uh, like, hit us up. Let, let us know what you think. What's your what are your views on on prenups and spousal support? Are are me and John, John and I, are we are we cavemen? <laughs> the, the, I feel like if anybody's going to be called the caveman on this show, it's only going to be me versus. No, me. I think we we agree though on spousal support. Oh yeah, that shit did, bro. So that shit did. You want me to pay your salary to live? Nah, fam. You better get some universal basic income. Better vote for Andrew Yang. <laughs> <laughs> Got me fucked up. <laughs> oh yeah. So yeah, hit hit us up. Let us know what you think. Um summer sixteenth uh podcast at gmail.com. Ooh, ooh. So, so we're gonna go ahead and well give you our last segment, our um audio, visual, uh mental recommendations for the week. And uh John, you wanna go ahead and start first? Yeah, guys. So this week, um for my audiovisual mental recommendations, I've kind of been on the same wave. However, for my audio, I have just been incredibly excited uh, around the the new Big Sean album, Detroit 2. I don't know if y'all have listened to it yet. And I will be honest with you, I have been a fringe Big Sean fan for all these years. Like He's good music, so obviously I rock with him. Um, for those that don't know, that's Kanye's you know label of sorts. Um, collection collection of artists and producers um but you know i've been like just i follow big sean on social media i see like his posts and everything and he's just been on like this whole like spiritual maturity like wave and i think it just directly aligns where i'm at in my life right now and when he dropped detroit 2 so much of the shit that he's talking about in that album is just one fire like the music's just good but he's like he's 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 talking on that album like it's crazy good. You listened to it today, yeah. A couple you know times. what I'm talking about. A couple times. I like I I texted y'all like I feel like like right away after the album came out like yo like Big Sean just went crazy on this album like this is I think it's hands down his best project. I I can't think of anything really wrong with it between just his own lyricism, the features he has, the stories, the everything that this comes together in a cohesive project i was worried about it being 21 songs 
I was I called you Tunday. Like I was getting heat on social media because people were like adding me in the comments of like complex posts mm-hmm. saying like, man, like you don't got to listen to. I'm just like, shut the fuck up. Like you fucking nerds. Uh, but the album is fucking incredible. He has great skits. Great skits. Great, great songs. Like something for everything. Right. Like Janae is on there crazy just because, you know, that's his girl again. So that'll be sweet. Um, and I like them as a couple, man. They're like, you need that Big Sean Janae type love, yo. No, yeah, they, they be talking big shit, y'all. They, they do be talking big shit, don't they? Like, yeah, it's good though. We might get another twenty eighty eight project too. I think, you know, that collection that they. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. When they stemmed you together, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've also been a big, big, big Sean fan since since the finally finally famous mixtapes. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Big Sean has always been good, but I just don't think that I ever was like, oh, man, I'm rocking with Big Sean. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, let's yeah. go to Big Sean concert. I was just like, no, he has good hits, and then, like, that's kind of where I left it at. But after this album, like, in the visuals for all the music videos and stuff, too, whoo, Big Sean goes crazy. Detroit, too. Check it out. It was a long-winded one. to say that. But, uh, for my video, I'm still not really paying attention to TV. Just putting a bunch of stuff on in the background that makes you feel good. Um, so I've been watching this Amazon, or not Amazon, Netflix original. It's an Australian cooking show called Zumbo's Just Desserts. It's by, it's about um, this famous pastry chef, Adriano Zumbo. And the, it's a competition show where they have to like make a dessert of sorts. And then the people that are in the bottom two have to try to recreate one of his desserts that are just like incredible, like they're sciencey and you know super technical and very skilled. Um, and just watching people try to recreate those things is really cool. And it's a competition show, so you get to see you know amateur chefs like really go for their dream based on this guy who's like a world-renowned pastry chef. So Zumbo's just desserts on Netflix. <laughs> You've been into, like, a lot of cooking shows lately. Dog, I fucking love cooking shows, dude. Like, like they, I, I can watch them all day. I can watch cooking shows all day. I think, for, like, when I, when I had cable, like, I would just let it rock on Food Network. Yeah. I do think, what is this, my last, oof, well, how many weeks in a row is this? I think, I think the last one before last episode, you did, like, a... I did Sugar oh, Rush. Yeah. Uh, two weeks ago, yeah, like or three weeks ago, I guess technically. And he I just skin, skin and wars. So yeah, definitely all competition shows. Yeah, bro. If people go back and like look at my recommendations, they're gonna be like, "Yo, John has like the weirdest taste in TV." <laughs> like I'm looking at it. Like I think since episode, let's just look at like episode 18. I did the Indian matchmaking show. Uh, Blackest King, which, duh, you know. We had guests, Sugar Rush, Skin Wars, and now Just Desserts. And the week before that, I did Family Feud. So, I don't know. I, I got great taste. <laughs> uh, and so, for my mental, uh, you know, I, I've still just been on trying to be more productive and using my time wisely. So, there's a book that I uh, really like and plan on rereading again this week. Oh, I can't read it this week. Fuck. I have to reread it again next week. Uh, it's called Eat That Frog 
by Brian Tracy. It's 21 Great Ways to Stop Procrastinating and Get More Done in Less Time. And basically the idea is if you have to eat a frog, the best way to do it is right now and don't wait. Don't try to cut it up into small pieces. Don't try to, you know, you know, put it off. Like if you got to do it, like just do it now. And so that's where the title comes from. And it's, it's like a super short book um, on, you know, just getting shit done, man. Because that's what life's about, dog. Like I'm really trying to ride this wave from last week. You know, that really lit a fire in me and so. Uh, I'm just trying to feed, you know, we talked about consuming information and consuming things. Like I'm just trying to consume all those things that support that, this wavelength that I'm trying to get on. So that's, up, that's where I'm at with it for my mental. So it's on you, dog. Uh, so this week, you, you definitely took my audio. So Yes, sir. So uh, on the way back from the beach or the, the coast, I was listening to different, like, songs or different albums like from earlier this year and i forgot about um black had a ep they dropped earlier this year it's called six six piece hot fire yeah so i'm a really like huge black fan uh first two albums amazing like first album was like ridiculous like so good like self-titled album uh sophomore album really good too this EP is really good, so I'm like, I, th- I, li- I like artists that can like effort- effortlessly like go between singing and rapping. Yeah, like it's so dope to me that you can like yeah. just do both. Um, so if you have a chance, check it out. It's called Six Piece Hot by Black, and it's it's not spelled like six L A C K. But I remember when I first heard him. I was like, what is it? Six Lack? Six Lack? But it's Black. It's funny um, because on his first tour, on his first tour, he uh, had merch that said it spelled like the six L A C K. It was like it had that, and then it said pronounced black. It's like uh, black pronounced B L A C K. That was like the merch for it. Um, oh, but one thing I was going to tell you. So, like, since you're a fan of his, yeah, um, there's a YouTube channel that I watch. It's called The Cave uh, by Kenny Beats. Oh yeah, I seen I seen his episode. You saw you saw his episode. Yeah, yeah. I watch all his. So I like, bruh, bruh. He he rapped so good in that video. Yeah, right. it threw people off. Like, dude was crazy off the top. He doesn't write anything down. Yep, off the top of the Yeah, yeah. So shout out, yo, shout out to Kenny Beats, yo. Shout out Kenny like, Beats, man. Oh, the cave. That's, that's a that's a great YouTube series. It is. Shout yeah. out Vince Staples too, because oh, his episode was really good too. Yeah, Vince. I mean, I'm a huge Vince Staples fan, so yeah. I think he's still the funniest rapper. Um. Yeah. So that's my audio. So my visual is a show HBO original called Love uh, Craft Country. Uh, um, a lot of people have been talking about it. Uh, I watched episode four this weekend, and basically, Love Craft Country is based off of a of a book by uh, Matt Ruff, and the show it, it basically it's like a mix between like fifties, sixties Jim Crow and and uh, science fiction. So it's monsters and magic, and oh, wow. it, it makes so basically is this main character? His name is like Atticus Freeman, and yeah. like he travels across the country with. His friend Letitia, who's played by Journey, Journey Smollett, and they're traveling across, they're trying to survive 
looking for his father, who was played by Michael Williams. I don't know if you know him. He played Omar in, in The Wire. Oh, dude, he's he, so talented. Yeah, he is. He is. So, like, he does so good in his, in the show. But basically, there is, like, a bunch of white, racist America mixed with monsters. Each show, each episode is, like, has been completely different so far. It's been four episodes. And it's run by a black woman named Misha Green. She's the director. I was actually produced by her. And it's also produced by J.J. Abrams and Jordan Peele. So... So does it have that, like, thriller element to it? Yep. Yep. And, of course, you know, Jordan Peele, what he does. So it's it's really good so far. So um, my visual is Lovecraft Country. So for my mental, I've been doing, like, a lot of, uh, like, lately since the podcast has started, I've been doing, like, a lot of kind of heavier social, like, aspect books or like history books so i don't know about i think i told you this but i haven't mentioned the podcast when i do like a, a really heavy read i like to switch back to like a young adult novel so there's a series of books so it's <laughs> there's a series of books called um the lunar chronicles and like each of the books is based off of a fairy tale where do you come up with these things? <laughs> so the first book is called Cinder. Based on Cinderella, right? And I'm going I'm to give you like a quick synopsis of the plot. Okay. So it's based in the future, and the, all the countries in the world have been like reorganized into different commonwealths and empires. So, and also the moon has been colonized. Nice. So, long, so long that the, the people on the moon, are, they, they're human, but they're slightly different. Right. Okay. So, like a subspecies of humans, they live on the moon. Subspecies. Okay. Yeah. So, Asia is basically ruled by an emperor, and known as the, all of Asia is known as the Eastern Commonwealth. And then there's this disease called uh, leptospirosis that basically kills a lot of people on Earth. And then the cure, and then the disease is basically unknown, or how it started. And then Cinder, the main character, she's part cyborg. Bro, so she so this? she so she works in a shop, right? She works yeah. in a shop, like fixing things, and she has like these two older sisters and a mom who like basically treats her badly, like Cinderella, right? Of course. Of course. And then like there's this big ball for the emperor, or I guess the son of the emperor. Okay. And then the, the trying the, to find the, a wife. Yeah, but the, the emperor's the emperor actually dies. He becomes the emperor, but he likes Cinder even though she's part cyborg. And then, like, what, what part it, of her cyborg? I think her leg and her arm and a part of her brain. A whole part of her brain? Because it gets connected to like the cyber parts. Oh, right. Because you got to like download her. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, but so everything, else is, everything else is like people parts. Yeah, 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 you know. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Cinder. Pull so, up, Cinder. So, so basically, like, uh, the queen of the moon basically, like, uh, like release this virus on Earth, and the only way to stop the virus is if the emperor agrees to marry her, and they she she can take over Earth. But he doesn't want to marry her; he wants to marry Cinder, who actually actually is the rightful um, uh, heir to the throne of the moon. It's just wild, right? and then like it's, it's it's like each book. So the first one is based on the first one is based on um, 
Cinderella. Cinderella. The second one is called Scarlet. It's based on Red Riding Hood. Nice. Um, there's another one called Crest. I forget. What, I think that one's based on Go, like Goldilocks. It's it's really good, but like it, it's based on that. But like it takes science fiction and interweaves yeah. it into it. So it's, the book, the books are is young adult, but it's really science fiction. Is it a? Uh, they're not connected in any way. Though. They're all connected. They're all connected. They are connected. Yeah, each like each, the story progresses to each one. Bro, how the fuck do you be finding this shit? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. But they're so good. They're so good. Like if they made a movie out of them, like I would be all in. That sounds like that sounds like some shit that could be a movie. Yeah. Like, like for real though. Yeah. So yeah, so that that is my that's my mental for this week. The you New ne- Chronicles. You never disappoint. <laughs> like, like I just, I just, like I live for those moments. Like I, I feel like there's a lot of times, and and and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you know, since we do the podcast, right? Like, there, there are people, you know, that will just talk to us about stuff from the podcast, and we have no idea that they listen to the podcast, right? Like, yeah. somebody will be like, man, you were just talking about this on the other episode, da-da-da-da-da, like, and you just look at them like, you listen, one, and two, you'd be like, well, yeah, that's how I feel, like, we can talk about it, like, it's fine. Uh, but, like, I can just imagine all the times that we've been, like, out or standing around or, like, just doing normal shit that we do, and there would be no way on any on any part of this planet that somebody would come up and think that you would read a book like that. Nope. And I love that. I love the fact that people just really have no idea who they're dealing with when they get it. Like when they see us, you know what I'm saying? But yeah. There's like, like death to the like, kids, bro. Like, like these, these books are targeted towards like, like 15 year old girls. Yeah. But, but it's so good though. How long is this book? This book probably about longer shit, ain't it? Uh, I want to say like two fifty, three hundred maybe. Oh, I'm about to look this shit up. It's Cinder by. No, oh, I'm sorry, I lied. Three hundred ninety yeah, pages. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> From Marissa Meyer. Yeah, three hundred ninety pages. And it's the Lunar Chronicles. Yeah, I think there's uh, right now there are seven books in it. I think I read everyone but the last one. What's the last one? Stars above. I bet she ain't got no black lead main characters though, do she? Probably not. See, I ain't fucking with it. <laughs> She's a cyborg though. What that mean? She's like a second class citizen, so she can relate to like the struggle, right? Are you saying black people are second class citizens? That's what we're treated like. Yeah, I can't argue with you there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you gotta point there. Jesus Christ. Oh, there's one like that's like on the Little Mermaid shit too. Yeah, dog. I'm trying to tell you, it's it's. So bro, you are not about to have me reading this fantasy <laughs> sci-fi shit, bro. <laughs> Can you imagine? Can you imagine me like like flying up there at the end of this month, like reading this book or some shit, and like on the plane, like, oh my god, have you heard of the Lunar Chronicles? Sitting next to the person next to me and shit. <laughs> oh no, my 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 colored friend Tunde, he's he really recommended them to me, like. He's, it's really great. Uh, it was selected. Cinder was selected as the Indie Bounds Kids Next List for Winter of 2012. Yeah. Is it for Women of 2012? No, for Winter of 2012. Oh, Winter. I would say. I mean, also probably women too. But yeah. so the genre of Cinder is under 
is YA, romance, science fiction, and dystopian. Yeah, it's all of it, bro. It's all of it. Well, you know, hey, Team Day, thank you again, man. You know, you always keep this segment fresh and fun and exciting. Um, and I, I appreciate it. Um, so, yeah. And, you know, I think as we continue to push forward towards our book club, we have a lot of content. So, um, you know, a lot of stuff that people can get excited about. So let's bring it on home, yeah? Yep. All right. So, of course, guys, now that we've left you with a few things to check out until next time, uh, we're going to bring this show home until next week. So first and foremost, thank you all for listening. Uh, this is episode 24 now, right? Our, our 25th total episode. So, you know, it feels like we're, you know, hitting a mark and it, it just means a lot that you guys have, you know, continued rocking with us so far. So, you know, if you, wherever you listen to the podcast, you know, Apple, Spotify, any of the other apps, you know, please like, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. Give us some feedback. You know, we're, we're still learning and growing. Of course, you can always stay connected with us via email. We've dropped it a few times already. Summer16podcast at gmail.com. That's summer16podcast at gmail.com. We have our Instagram and Twitter that are summer16pod. And of course, our Facebook page, summer16podcast. The links will be in the description. Um, and you can also access us very easily from our Instagram page. If you enjoyed the content and want to help us continue to grow, provide better shows going forward, you can also, you know, feel free to put a little bit of something towards our cash app, man. Put some on our yeah. books. It's hard times out here, man. Hard times, yo. We're just trying to provide the content the best way we know how. And our cash app is dollar sign summer 16 pod. That is summer one six pod. Anything helps. We appreciate you. We appreciate you listening. And so in the theme of uh, our, our listener mail, and every episode, that's a whole lot of gang shit. So until next time, man, stay safe. Stay safe. Peace. Gang, 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 gang.